8.05, Tuesday afternoon. I'm Eddie Uragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVA, 93.7 FM, the web, the app, rockoftalk.com. 550-5500 on this beautiful hot day. Unbelievable temperatures. It feels like it's still summer and we're into the fall. And I have to tell you, the uh, political race is starting to heat up just a little bit, uh, but not as much as we would like them to. I don't know that there's that much national attention on our local house, or excuse, excuse me, the federal house races here in this uh, state other than CD2, and uh, certainly uh, the U.S. Senate rate, not getting much national attention, was looking for some attention, and didn't really get it, so uh, that's where we are, and uh, D-Dowd Muska here, hour one, how are you? Uh, I'm very well, Mr. Aragon, you're right about the heat uh, this late in the year, and where I come from, I don't know if it's a term used out here, it's certainly not a politically correct term, but we would call it Indian summer. Yeah, Indian summer. Yeah, was uh, certainly uh, the federal agents will be arriving very, very close, soon to uh, lock me up for that. <laughs> We're working very hard. Currently, eighty-eight degrees. I mean, October sixth. Here we are, eighty-eight degrees. But we're not here to bore you with details about the weather. No, sirree. We've got so much to talk about, and we're going to kick it right off uh, with uh, something that was asked of uh, your Senate candidate last night. Uh, by the way, if you want to get involved, uh, five fifteen fifty five hundred text or call now. To say I was disappointed in last night's performance is an understatement. Uh, I see that Joe Monahan's doing just a little bit of work. Uh, he makes declarations about who wins, and it's seemingly always for the other side. I think what Joe <laughs> Monahan likes to, to to run is a comeback story. That's what he likes to say. Yeah, that he, yeah. You know, his his candidate is getting stronger, stronger. When he's been doing it that long, I think that's kind of you know what he's trying to do. But we got to talk about the president's coronavirus response. Uh, some latest polling uh, that was taken. Don't forget, tomorrow night, I'll have all your coverage for the vice presidential debate, so we'll Big cover one. everything, and uh, we'll be going all the way till 11 o'clock uh, tomorrow. We've got some interesting articles that are going to be posted directly at our website, News ABQ, that you're going to want to start paying attention to, and uh, we'll be serving up that October Surprise New Mexico style uh, right there at that website that you want to be uh, paying attention to. But here's the numbers that come from Morning Consult. Remember, these polls, it's all bluster. It's crap. Okay, it, please do not follow the polls. They've been continually wrong. Uh, we'll give you the Trafalgar uh, poll updates, which is what you really should be paying attention to. We shouldn't be using an aggregate of all the polls that's out there. And in fact, uh, later on in the program, I'll tell you why that's highly unscientific. Uh, you don't want to throw in the bad with the good. Well, uh, the worst you, of all is the poll of registered voters. That means that is a completely worthless poll. <laughs> you want likely voters. There's Ugh. a lot of steering going on. Yep. Make no mistake about it. And... Uh, with this very first day of uh, voting that's uh, happening here in the state of New Mexico, yes. the steering is working on you overtime. Many of you are feeling maybe overwhelmed, getting too much information, not feeling good about uh, maybe your position, maybe second-guessing yourself. Oh, I'm a Republican, but I didn't really like this or like that. No. You know, everybody knows where they need to vote, where they have to vote. Don't second-guess anything. Understand the last three and a half years and what has happened, I think, more than anything. Now, this morning consult that has come out is trying to cast doubt on Donald Trump's ability to handle this country under the coronavirus. All right. Not only has he handled the coronavirus correctly, <laughs> and we've got the stats for that, yes. he's handled it himself. In his own body. Yes. Like he's yes. actually had to deal with this. But according to morning consult, voters are rejecting Trump's message that they should not be afraid of COVID-19. Oh, I didn't realize we're all just, you know, still hunkered down. 
like Michelle Lujan Grisham and in our house because the help decided to go ahead and get the coronavirus. Uh, by the way, I think it's only right that if Michelle Lujan Grisham, as much as we focused on the Rose Garden and uh, the Supreme Court, uh, the Saturday with the, oh, look at this guy's walking without a mask. Look at the hug here. I think we need to know the name of the help mm. of the gardener or the janitor or whoever mm -hmm. contracted it uh, mm -hmm. inside the governor's mansion. Mm -hmm. I think that's a fair request. Okay. Absolutely fair. Of course, there will be no IPRA for that. Uh, Mr. Dowd. <laughs> so we can't do that. Voters are rejecting Trump's message that they should not be afraid of COVID-19, which came in a Monday afternoon tweet announcing his release from Walter Reed. See, they already have the information. They yep. were able to ask the questions and set this up. And get the answer they so want. So you could go ahead and <laughs> don't waste a moment for early voting. After seeing his post on Twitter, 60%. Oh, so every single person who responded to this is on Twitter. Folks, Nobody's on Twitter. 3% of the population is on Twitter, and it's steered by 1% of the population. That's who's commenting on Twitter. That means the other 99% is not contributing essentially to this, but apparently Morning Consult's methodology has to do with every single person seeing this on Twitter and going out and responding to the questions. How do you think the president's latest message on the coronavirus is... Is, if he's, is he right or wrong? <laughs> Twitter, not America. They got 892 registered voters who are on Twitter, which tells me that's 892 people of 100% of Twitter users, mm -hmm. which this is not 100%. This is clearly steering. This is what all the news organizations are going to use, and they're going to continue to work on you. Yep. Please understand worse, yeah. how this works, okay? Yeah. There is nothing scientific about this. Okay, I have to remove the film from you. I've been looking at this for too long. Please, understand the polls are just clearly wrong, but I'm going to give them to you anyway. 60% of all voters in the Twitter, 1%, say that Trump is wrong. Well, if you look at Twitter, it's just an attack. As soon as President Trump tweets, within five seconds, he's got more than 100 people making fun of the tweet that he just tweeted. It doesn't keep people like me and other people who are following him by thinking that they're going to be convinced by the same people who are naysayers. 13% don't know or don't have any opinion. And 28% of those Twitter users who are registered voters say Trump is right. Okay, this is just crap. Democrats, 83%, say he's wrong. 60% of independents and 28% of Republicans. I mean, suburbanites, 62%. Have you ever asked somebody if they're a suburbanite? <laughs> uh, how does that go? Are you a suburbanite? Yes. What's the population density in your neighborhood? <laughs> Everybody's right on top of that. Oh, <clears throat> uh, women. Are you a woman or a man? Well, there's 56 different other people. I, I thought we had 56 different uh, gender identities, mm -hmm. right? Zay and Zem. Cis, this yeah. and that, <laughs> right? We know all this stuff. You need to understand this. Just understand and... We're here to sort of add an element of removing the crap from your from your and, and it was hard last night to watch removing the crap uh, debate that was happening. First off, in uh, Ron Ketty's defense, I'm very angry that I don't think that uh, one they were playing with his microphone. Mm -hmm. Sorry, the sound people didn't know what the hell they were doing, and that creates problems for people who are listening. Two, the optics weren't good. 
Because when a one candidate is, is answering, they don't need all three candidates sitting there looking at the facial ex- expression. Yep. I guarantee they did not tell Mark Ronchetti that he was being filmed at the time that Ben Ray. Yeah. yeah, there's just no way that that happened. Yeah. And, and number three, and I think uh, most importantly in all this, we actually don't know that there wasn't some element of cheating and help going on with the people who were quote-unquote off-site. I think Mr. Ronchetti was at a severe disadvantage because he was in the actual place, the actual place <laughs> where the debate should have taken right. place. All three of them, yeah. So they should have either all been off-site or all been on-site. There shouldn't have been a differing thing. Now, uh, in Ronchetti's uh, also uh, defense, I will say this. He showed up. And I would say the other two did not. The other two did not. And I would also contend that Michelle Lujan Grisham used yesterday, and take this where you want, uh, candidacies or, you know, RPNM, whatever you want to do. Michelle Lujan Grisham used yesterday, okay, when she came out, and I I can't go out, to go ahead and act act, uh, or add an extra shield uh, to Ben Ray Lujan so he doesn't look that bad as he's broadcasting from in town in Albuquerque at his own headquarters. Come on. If you're good enough to show up at your own headquarters, why couldn't you show up at KOB Channel 4? Yep, yep. What is the problem here? Don't the people actually deserve a real debate with all the people in the room? Today, we don't even know if Ben Ray Lujan and Mark Ronchetti have actually met. I doubt they have. Now, and, and did this? Did the did the media outlet have somebody on site? They said, as they you did. say, verifying yes. that yeah. okay, that Ben Ray was not looking at cue cards or. I do not want Ben Ray to be our senator, <laughs> but I also want clearer explanations and good content coming from our top of the ticket ticket candidate in uh, Mr. Mark Ronchetti. I'm very angry about his lack of defense, lack of mention of President Trump. I told you once, I will tell you again. Without President Trump, there is no New Mexico, no matter what the polls say. It is that way. If you don't understand that here in the state, there's no candidacies for anybody without Trump. Understand that. That's what people care about. That's what they want. And you need to stand behind the president. No mealy mouth and no lauding Nancy Pelosi. That came out yesterday. Let's review very quickly, okay? Because if you didn't catch our third hour, which many of you didn't, you saw the visceral because you were watching uh, on KOB Channel 4. Ben Ray Lujan touted his record in the U.S. House and his family's deep New Mexico roots. Okay. That, that, that wasn't unexpected. Mark Ronchetti described himself as a political outsider. Now, the phrasing of this whole thing, and I don't know where he described himself as a political outsider. I thought what he kept trying to tout himself was as the referee that's going to go to the Senate and is going to look at things much like Joe Biden. Yeah. Which is, well, we just need to put petty politics yeah. aside. Make the or, children play together. we all just get along? Like, yep. Nobody yep. wants that. You want someone who's advocating on behalf of the values that we are espousing. And what has the Republicans continually had a problem with? Not espousing those values. Not having an identity. Not knowing what we're going to say. Having everything poll tested. You want to know why politicians fail largely in the, pro Cl- in the uh, post-Clinton era? What do we used to make fun of Bill Clinton all the time? He gets up in the morning, he reads the polls. Yep. What did we see out of Bush? He gets up in the morning, he reads the polls. You people put Kerry up against Bush? I mean, honestly, it's two sides of the same coin. What did we get with, as you pointed out very astutely, in both Romney and McCain? 
someone who gets up and reads the polls. That does not work. Building an identity happens over time, and now we have one, and we decide not to acknowledge who we are or represent who we are. Lujan said he pushed for federal funds to address high crime rates. Why are we talking about crime? That is not an issue that you can actually win. I'm sorry. As U.S. Senators, we don't need Ben Ray Lujan right. and, and, and Mark Ronchetti discussing the crime in the city of Albuquerque. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and, and, and Joe Monahan was right to point out, it's like maybe Mark Ronchetti is running for mayor of the city of Albuquerque. Ooh, Stop talking about crime, okay? Just because it's a hot topic doesn't mean that you're going to be the one to be able to ably affect it. What should have been discussed is, okay, Operation uh, Legend. Yeah, we should have been discussing how yeah. important the feds were in coming down, how they addressed it, having 35 additional federal agents coming to the city of Albuquerque and addressing it. And that's it. Cutting well, What was solved? I didn't hear V. Hill dropped. I didn't hear any of this yep, stuff drop yep. last night. How about Sean Willoughby? Completely thanking, thanking the feds for bringing them in. Ron Kennedy could have heard on KIVA. The president of the Albuquerque Police Officers Association said he was grateful for the feds coming. And Ben Ray, you people call them stormtroopers. How do you defend that? Would have been a great opportunity. Those are hot and ready to go. Encapsulated, one sentence, one sentence impact statements that everyone's like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, we've been doing that. Back after a quick break uh, here in the Kiva. Uh, check on weather and traffic. We'll cover more of the U.S. Senate uh, last night. We're not going to play any of the audio. We played a little bit of it last night, but my gosh. Every time Bob Walsh starts to talk, I'm like, whoa. I'm sure he's a nice old man. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have been up there last night. <clears throat> meant well. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> he's there. Look at him. He's a sweet old man, and he wants to run for something. I mean... You know, his term, very quite likely, I mean, he's already passed the uh, life expectancy he, age. Right. And it makes no sense. Yes. Like, he'd be running for, I'll be running for re-election when I'm 90. It's like, Strom Thurmond. Yeah, we don't need that. I met Strom Thurmond when he was nearly 100 years I'd old. I'd like to hear that story oh, <laughs> very well, much. There was nothing to say because, you know, he was practically senile. 420, yep. back and forth.